Don't you know? Don't you know? Welcome to another edition of the Frank the Tank Show. I am, well, actually, I'm Frankie the Tanky today. Kind of threw that one in there, a little curveball. Uh, Frankie the Tanky, a.k.a. Frankie James. Apparently, we're five years old. Um, got a decent show, uh, some returning guests, and we have a new guest also coming on. Um, a lot of things have, uh, have happened in, in the world of Philadelphia sports. Um, we're going to dive into a little Phillies talk uh, with some moves that were made. And, you know, obviously we always have our little Flyers coverage. Not that much really needs to be said. But, you know, we got, we're got we going to get our boys in here immediately. Um, Long-time friends, uh, family, if you ask me. Uh, Bill Ryan for BSN, BSN Sports. Um, I, I capitalized the G here because before the show, Ryan, I'm, I'm sorry, Bill yelled at me and said it's with the G, so I want to make sure I capitalize that. Uh, but, yeah, you know, great. they have a great show. Um, make sure that we plug their handles. Uh, go follow these guys. Uh, check out their website as well. Um, we'll make sure that we uh, that we have them mention it. But without you know further ado, the, the, the dynamic duo uh, you know the, the, the just doesn't get any better than these two gents. Let's just get them in here now. Flyers fans, obviously we're live with them. Flyers Insider. Ryan is Ryan. It's not Claude Giroux. I mean, I'm tired of the inbox filling up. His name is Ryan, not Claude, not Claudie. Um, his name's Ryan. He's actually a big baseball guy. Well, let's get Bill in here. Let's get Ryan here immediately. Without further ado, uh, BSN Sports. Boys. What's going on, Frankie? Uh, how we doing? Uh, what's going on? Uh, obviously, we just got done with a little conversation, uh, you know, just checking up, and I was happy as hell to find out that you guys were willing to join me for the Phillies talk because, you know, when it comes to Phillies baseball, uh, we got two of the best right here. Realistically, in my opinion, no better. Um, you know, Thank you. Thank you. We got a little Eagles. We got the Eagles going on there, back down there also with uh, with Ryan. Philly's bad. No, Notice what sport I'm not representing. Yeah, I saw. I see what the badminton <laughs> had actually. Uh, the Cobra, the the, uh, the badminton Cobras. Uh, good stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> and of course, we got Bill with the two great jerseys behind him. Just good baseball guys all the way around. Boys, uh, thanks for joining me on the uh, Frank the Tank. It's been a while, actually. I don't know if I've ever had both views on the Frank the Tank show. You have not. No, right. we've been on individually, but never together. Correct, yes. I, I, I'm trying to think. I'm not even sure if I've had a bill on just Frank the Tank. But regardless, not. We, have, we, have, we have the dynamic duo here, right here. Um, yeah, just to dive real quick into it, BSN Sports. Uh, you know, tell the viewers a little bit about it and uh, you know, mention the website and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, as it's, you can't see our names here because for some reason it's just not plugging in like that. Up oh, there they are. Uh, so you, as you can see, Bill at BSing Sports, Ryan at BSing Sports. Uh, we've been going for about a year and a half now. Um, we've got a full web working website, www.bsingsports.com. We each have our own emails. They are on the screen as it seems. You just add .com at the end of it. Um, and a little bit of backstory on Ryan and I, just for the, the fans listening, uh, is we both grew up in the, the Southern Jersey, Philadelphia area. Now we both have relocated, but we are still um, a bit of homers when it comes to talking sports about Philly sports. Uh, and, and and we love it, like I said. Yeah, so. better. Yeah, right. Bill, Bill said everything that needed to be said. Just go ahead and check us out. Um, I'm mostly <laughs> active on Twitter, at Ryan Biasing Sports. Uh, Ryan is awesome at responding on Twitter. I am not nearly as good. It's Ryan all day long on the Twitter stuff. Uh, the website stuff is me, but the 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 current comment stuff is all Ryan. So if you guys have questions, he's really good. Ask away; he'll give you the answers. It sounds like the perfect duo, if you ask me. And you know, from, from day one when we kind of hooked up, when uh, you guys were were you know just getting started, 
you complement each other so well with what you both are able to do. And, you know, the transition, just the more and more success that you guys have had uh, has been remarkable. And I couldn't be more proud of both of you. And, thank um, you, you. you know, Bill, Bill with incredible knowledge and good stats. And then you have Ryan who, you know, kind of like my show, like hot takes and cupcakes, man. He's a, he's a damn good debate, debater. He knows his shit, but he's bringing, bring it to the table. And uh, you guys got a damn good show. Damn good website too. It's very important to have a website. Not sure if I ever told anybody that, but you gotta have a good website. But let's get into it, boys. I, I, now, correct me if I'm wrong. I know I heard some cheering earlier when we were talking. Phillies playing right now, boys. Yes. What Phillies do we got going on? Playing. What's our update right now? Uh, so the Phillies are up six nothing. Uh, top. I think they just went to the bottom of the second. Uh, they chased oh, twenty three million dollar man Patrick Corbin out in the first inning. Um, yeah, they did. He's had a rough go of it this year. I actually put out a tweet. Um, I saw a couple of sliders from Patrick Corbin, and I said, you know what? That's everything I need to know about why he's struggling this year. just doesn't look the same. So um, Patrick Corbin's had a real fall from grace. Um, but, yeah, they shook him for six runs in the first inning. Didn't even get out of it. So, You know, it's pretty crazy because he was one of those big-time signings when he had gotten signed. I mean, realistically, if you go back and look at how long he's been there, has he really panned out for the money that's been? Yeah. Not at all. No, he was one of those guys that took the big contract and just didn't pan out. And it, it was easily predictable. All those peripherals throughout his career showed him as a mid-rotation guy at best. He was never deserving of $23 million. But here he is, $23 million for the next two seasons, mind you. This wow. one, next year, and the year after, he is owed money. So the, the Nationals are going to have to find a way to offload that very quickly. Yeah, definitely going to be something important. I mean, you look at contracts and like these players are getting paid so much to not produce. Kind of, you know, a little off topic, kind of like a JVR, you know, making all that money and uh, not really doing anything. But let's talk Phillies baseball, boys. Phillies make some moves at the deadline. Obviously, the big one here Noah Syndergaard comes to Philly, Thor. Um, you know, we go, we could go back to when Noah came in, dominant. Um, obviously, had some injuries of late, but one of those pitchers for the Mets that just, I mean, he was incredible. Now, we see the rotation. This was realistically, I think, a, like, and we're going to see it, I think, an underrated move. I think he is going to be an incredible number three guy. And having the leadership, having, some, you know, obviously, you know, play, playoff experience, injuries have hit him, but it's so much isn't going to be relied on Noah right now. He's going to come in at number three. I really think he's going to change the, change it around. For the team, um, yeah. The only thing I disagree, the only the only thing I disagree with you on that is his he's the number three walking into this rotation because I mean look at what Kyle Gibson did last night and what he's done the last four or five starts he's had the start that he had to the season last year and he even finished out I know not as good as he started last year but he finished pretty well with the Phillies uh, mm -hmm. last season. I know his ERA is a little bit inflated. I know that Noah's is a little bit down compared to Kyle Gibson, but it looks like Gibson's figured it out. Um, so for me, it would be the Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Kyle Gibson, Noah Syndergaard uh, rotation if we made it to the playoffs, if and when we make it to the playoffs. Mark my words. Can um, you one more time? I'd like to hear that one more time if you don't mind. I got some stats up here per ESPN um, of you know his 2022 season. Um, one more time for your playoff rotation. I didn't really get, I didn't hear that. What do you got again? I've got. Am, am I not coming through? Clear yeah, that was me. That was me. I'm sorry. I just. I. I you sound good. I just want to hear it again. I, I, uh, I, I heard Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Kyle Gibson, Noah Syndergaard as our starting rotation in a playoff series. And I got to be honest with you. That's that's going to be formidable. It's going to be good enough to get some wins, and we can make some damage. Look at what the I, Braves did last year. All you got to do is get in, right? I disagree. I agree with Frankie. Actually, Noah okay. Syndergaard is number three. I like the take though. I mean. 
I do, and I like these like you know guys getting like more playoff experience. But number three, you have to go with Noah because of the fact, in my opinion, you know he's already been there and it's going to be needed. But uh, realistically, that's a good take though. I, I can't be mad about it, but I, I, I do this great. Kyle Gibson's never pitched in the playoffs. Noah Syndergaard's pitched in the World Series. There's your difference. That's realistically the difference, but it's a strong four. Hey, for what it's worth, Aaron Nola is pitching lights out on the road this season. Uh, we could very easily get Aaron Nola not as the number two simply because of where they play. Yeah, and ultimately that's the type of decisions you got to make in the playoffs. You know, like on paper, people would be like, why Why is Kyle Gibson starting at home where he's been much better this year? Um for that exact reason, Kyle Gibson will be your number two because he wants to start at home. Oh my! So now you're going analytical with it. I mean, you have to. You got to let yeah. these guys pitch where they're comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I like that, and uh, I'm happy to know he's here. I think it's a cool move. I think it's a good move, and I and I'm definitely happy about it. And something I want to mention: let's go over his numbers here. Um, you, I'm sorry, I didn't change the three yeah, Ks. Uh, correct there, boys. Uh, I would have to be 100% sure about it. I thought he only had three strikeouts the other night. Okay, we'll, we'll make sure we find out. So, win, 11 hits, four and run, four Ks, possibly three, five innings pitch, complete game. Now, the numbers look good uh, for what you know what it's worth. You got the win, but let's focus on two. Wow, two. Okay, so we're that's wrong. Okay. Um, I think we didn't put anything up that uh, was per. Uh, this is per Frankie the Tanky, clearly. <laughs> complete game, five innings. Ryan, you can fire away first on this one, buddy. Is there an first off, there? Is first it the off, this is probably roughly what I expected from Syndergaard. You know, 11 hits is a little high, but, I mean, sinker ballers tend to give up a lot of hits, and that's what Syndergaard is at this point in his career. He's not the 99 to 100-mile-an-hour Thor we all saw when he was pitching for the Mets in 2015, 2016, 2017. Um, so this is probably roughly what I expected. You know, he hadn't pitched in nine days. Uh, there was a lot of jet lag. He's with a new team, a new catcher. Um, you know, there are a ton of different factors. Um, it's it, so I, I roughly expected, you know, about five innings, four runs, um, 11 hits, like I said, is a little high, but complete game. I mean, he pitched the whole game, a complete game, uh, uh, as much as you want to call it an asterisk, you know, bullpen was not needed last night, which is probably just the bigger overall pictures that we did not have to use the bullpen last night, but whatever the stat they decide to call it, uh, I'll, I'll take it. In all honesty, a win's a win. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with Ryan on this one. The The fact that the bullpen wasn't used for me is the biggest part of it, so I don't care what the stat line says, complete game or not complete game. It's a win. Noah started. Noah finished. Frank Reinhardt here checking in. What's going on, Frank? Um, yeah, I say Gibson number two, Wheeler number one, Noah number three. That's a triple. Go, JT. JT sliding for a triple, huh? Is that what we're hearing? Uh, yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. Sure. I mean, potentially for the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with that. But you know that that's not obviously not the way everything's pitched. You know, Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler are both you know potentially top seven NL Cy Young candidates. So they 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 own the one two spot. But in theory, if you want to have Nola pitch a road game, then yes, you would make him your number three. And the only reason you would do that, and and like I said previously, is that Aaron Nola has a one point nine two ERA away from home. This season, it would be foolish not to start Aaron Nola on the road in the playoffs. The the analytics of baseball, boys. Well, speaking of analytics, we're going to be bringing up some numbers on our next topic. Um, pretty good. I'm really interested in this conversation that we're about to dive into, and obviously we've talked about it in numerous ways before. Um, Alabama is getting hot right now, but it's you know, still bad at third base, question mark. Um, we'll throw up his numbers here for the last seven games. This is per ESPN. Um, obviously, today's action is not included. Um, 
Alabama to me was always a good hit. You know, I always liked the way he played offense. It was it was the third base. It was the errors. It was defensively at third base. That was my biggest issue. Um, what do you guys think about Alabama right now? And take in the fact of like his his lack of defense at third. But let's stay away from that one little topic that we're going to dive into about a certain player. Um, let's focus just on Alabama here. Uh, Bill, you go first. That's fine. I, I can focus in on Alec Bowman, not the other guy. I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah. Listen, Alec Bohm is a plus 300 hitter with runners in scoring position in baseball that is extremely rare. We're talking for career, not this season. We're talking for career. Alec Bohm is plus 300 with runners in scoring position. That alone gets him a spot in the lineup. I don't care where you put him on the field. Um, yes, he's a he's a liability. However, he's very quick to own up to the fact that he makes mistakes, uh, which is part of the reason Philadelphia loves him right now, which is also part of the reason I think that he went on this super hot streak in, in, uh, in July. He was hitting, what was it, 403 or 409 in July. Um, it, it's, it's all about mindset. And, and for me, when he's at the dish, he's got the mindset that he's going to beat the pitcher. Doesn't matter who it is. He's going to beat the pitcher. And for me, that gets him a lineup spot every game. I'm glad that we're touching on Alec Bum. Um, if you'll notice, there's kind of this, this theme across the MLB in terms of signing young potential elite bats to long-term contracts before they kind of pan out. You look at Ronald Acuna Jr. only making $19 million a year because they gave him his contract early. Luis Robert up in, or Robert up in Chicago for the White Sox making a bunch of money early because they plan on him being a star. Wander Franco got his money almost before he even played an MLB game. There's this common theme of teams paying their homegrown talent before they become elite. Alec Bohm should be one of those players, and here's why. Alec Bohm's at the lowest of his ceiling, and I mean that in the sense that he's hitting 298, which is good. He has a good approach. He's a very solid hitter. Alec Bohm only has eight home runs, so the power hasn't developed yet. It might never. The defense isn't there, as we've all touched on. Biggest fix for that, potentially move him to first base. Yeah. That yeah. uh, um, being said, he's made three errors in one game, and he only uh, back in April, early April, we all remember it. <laughs> then he responded perfectly with the media, and then he's made six errors since. So he's not playing horrific defense. He's playing serviceable defense. He's never going to be Nolan Arenado, and nobody thought that. Well said. Couldn't agree with you more. So but will, yeah, this I'm guy, sorry. this guy, while he's at the lowest of his ceiling and has not produced on the power side yet, go ahead and give him his money now. Give him eight years. Give him. $17 million, $18 million a year because you can convince his agent, hey, we may not see anything on the power side, so we're going to hold off on throwing a bunch of cash at you. And by the time that contract's up, what's boom, 33? He could still cash in again. Well, man, that oh, that was good. I love that. And I, I actually, I love that a lot because of the fact, you know, you look at the lineup and especially for a couple more years to come, you know, you really boasted up, and essentially, I would like to, uh, for them to get a little bit more pitching as, you know, bringing in Noah now. You know, he doesn't have to be the power home run hitter. Realistically, I mean, if it comes, he puts up, you know, 20, you know 22, 25, even 26 home runs a year, but he's bringing runs in, playing smart ball. You know, you have guys like Bryce that's going to put the put it out. JT's going to put it out. Um what do you guys think about that more or less? Do you think he's is going to be like a 30-plus home run guy? Or do you think – Never. never. No, he'll, no, he'll never be a 30-plus home run guy. And he doesn't have to with this lineup. Look at the guys around him. Kyle Schwarber, he's going to hit probably 50 home runs this season. Nick Cassianos is going to figure take. it out. Uh, hot, I mean, hot, hot take on, on another individual who may not be here next year. Uh, 
then you know we've got Bryce Harper reigning MV, MV3 right now uh, and, and JT Romuto, as you already pointed out. There's going to be protection for Alec Bowman in the lineup. He does not need to be the power, so he won't be the power. He'll be the guy who drives the ball in the gap, he, and, and, and he'll continue to hit plus 300 with runners in scoring position, which is phenomenally huge in a situation where in the past we've never had a hitter who did that. And what, what is it, 11 years since we last made our playoff appearance? Like, it, Oh, my God, Alec, Alec Bohm is probably the ideal number four hitter for this team in the sense that he's hitting 303 with runners in scoring position. He's not going to stay in the three hole when Harper comes back. Harper will take the three hole. Um, it, it, this team, this team's scary, but the question is, said it right what, there. If, what, what, what if Alec Bohm hits 20 home runs in a season? You know, we don't expect him to, he's already producing without doing it. What if he does? Hell, what if he hits 25 home runs in a season? What kind of player? I mean, realistically, you could compare him at that point to Austin Riley, who just got paid $21.2 million a season for the next 10 years. Jesus, Lord, it's unbelievable. We've got Frank Reinhardt getting checking in. Thanks again, brother. Staying busy with us. I like this team going to the playoff run this season. I think the Phillies team will be one of the most scary heading into Red October. Get your Phillies costume now. But with that take, I'm going to switch it up here to our good friends at the Bodkin Show. Uh, Phillies have should have sold the deadline. They're the third best team in the division. We'll miss the playoffs again. Oh, they, they might be the real, third real team in the division, but they are ruling the wild card race right now. They they own all the tiebreakers with every team that's going to possibly fight with them. So selling at the deadline was a mistake. Ryan and I had a conversation where we thought they were going to stand pat, uh, and then Eflin's knee inflamed and he couldn't pitch. And we we figured they'd go out and get a starting pitcher, which they obviously did. The the David Robertson signing was the underrated one in my opinion. You bring a closer into a team that's been struggling to close games. Um, so so not only did they go get what they absolutely needed, they went out and got another necessity to be successful in the playoffs. This is not a team that's going to miss the playoffs. And when they get into the playoffs, they're going to be good. I love it. I love it. That's My exciting. take on that is that is an awful take. Um, Mine? No, not yours. Uh, oh. the, I, I don't remember who that was. Bodkin yeah, show. The Bodkin Show. That's an awful take, and I'll tell you why. Um if this team was managed from Philadelphia, so. <laughs> if, if, if this team was managed by Rob Thompson the entire season, they would have the second best record in the NL. I agree. Um, that, 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 that's really that's really what it comes down to is the fact that they are four and three against the Dodgers. They are five and four against the Braves. They are uh, they they have a plus five hundred record against the Cardinals. They have a plus five hundred record against the Padres. They, the only team above them in the standings in the entire NL that has a better record than them is the Mets. They're three and nine against the Mets. But they played the Mets a lot early when Joe Girardi was the manager. Let me see him play him when Rob Thompson's the manager. I guarantee you that bullpen usage has changed. They take two out of three in the next two series. And the 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 Phillies uh record-wise look like a wild card team. The Phillies record-wise since Rob Thompson took over are a division leading team. Yes. You messed it up record. again, buddy. I know. I and I was just about to say I just want to go for the record, and, and I'm going to fix that. But we're about to hit the open floor uh, before we, uh, you know, see you guys on your way. Now, here's one more time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got you guys. One second. Make sure I can correct it. I probably still fucked it up. Um, <laughs> so I, I got to fix it. Let's you do. Talk Let's talk open floor. Let's obviously dive right into it. Reese Hoskins, the album conversation. Um, I still think, you know, Reese uh, should be moved. You know, he's got a, a couple of years left. I don't think they're going to sign him, get something for him. I say that all the time about certain players. Um, you know, I, we obviously have similar takes on this. So, Ryan, we'll start off with you because uh, 
I have to change your this thing because I fucked up again. Um, my take on it is if they can go get a third baseman in the offseason, uh, I think Justin Turner's contract is up. Uh, Nolan Arenado might opt out of his deal. Um, if they can go spend the money on a third baseman in the offseason, I will gladly shift Alec Bohm over and teach him how to play first myself yes. uh, in exchange for letting Reese Hoskins walk instead of taking the third year of arbitration. Um, I've been pretty down on Reese Hoskins mostly for his whole career. Um, outside of this season where he's done a pretty good job for most of the season staying consistent, he reminds me a lot of Pat Burrell with these big waves. I mean, super hot, super cold, and it just never seemed like he was hot at the right time or cold at the cold at the right time because the reality of the matter is every major league hitter has a cold streak or two at some point. It's a very long season. It's very hard to keep up the efficiencies. Um I've been down on Reese Hoskins simply because he's just not a consistent ball player. And this season, you know, he's been better, like I said. But to me, one season doesn't override the last four. He's been part of that losing culture that's been in Philadelphia for years. Would have no problems if they picked up a solid third baseman in the offseason and let him walk and go be a free agent somewhere else. Is there yeah. anybody that you have in mind for third base? Sorry, Bill. For um, next season? I mean, shit, if we have no problem with going over the luxury cap, go ahead and get Arnado when he opts out of San Diego, or, uh, St. Louis because uh, he's not going to stay. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, for, for me, it's I don't know what's going on there. Uh, for, for me, it's a, it's a similar Ghost. take. If, if there's an availability to go get a third baseman, uh, absolutely let Reese Hoskins walk. Unfortunately, if there is not the availability of a third baseman, Reese Hoskins is probably the best first baseman on the market this offseason, at which point you pick up his third-year option on arbitration. Um, but it all has to come down to who the third basemen are available uh, in the offseason and if, the, if they can go out and get them and pay, let's say hypothetically, Nolan Arenado wants $22 million a year and you want to go over the luxury tax, go get Nolan Arenado for $22 million a year. Um you, you, and first baseman. If there's a better first baseman on the free agent market, then if there's if there's a better first baseman, but I don't think there is. I think Reese Hoskins is the best first baseman on the market this this offseason. He's got 22 home runs this, or I'm sorry, 23 home runs with today's home run uh, on the season. He's probably going to get to about 30, um, and that's that's even at a 248 average. That's significant good production out of a first baseman. Uh, I know his glove is below average. Um, however, he has come up with some really good plays. He, he's not as much of a liability at first base as people make him out to be. Um, he just, I just look like he, he's, too, he's, too, he's too streaky for me. Uh, and as such, I would also like to see Reese Hoskins go. But again, only if the situation is right. If he's the best first baseman on the market and you cannot find a third baseman, he's your first baseman next year. Yep. Go with the 24 minutes. I know we're a little short on time with a couple of the crew members here. I want to hold these up too much longer. Uh, I got one more. I got one more. Throw me your topic. I don't even want to mention something. Let's hear it, and then let's give you guys the plugs. Kyle Schwerber leads the Major League Baseball since 2017 in home runs for a left-handed batter. He has 171 of them. The next closest is Joey Gallo at 142. Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. 163. Okay, I looked at the wrong stat. My apologies. Either way, Kyle Schwarber still leads left-handed hitting in, since 2017 with three different ball clubs. I'm sorry, correction, four different ball clubs uh, in, in home runs, and that's a huge stat, especially for the Philadelphia Phillies coming down the stretch here. You know who was fourth on that list? Bryce Harper. That's why you guys are who you are. I, I could be more thankful to have this come on talk a little Phillies baseball. Uh, one last time, where can we find you? When's the next episode? Uh, let's hear it. 
Uh, next episode is likely this week, this upcoming weekend. We just posted our web, our uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end rankings uh, for Dynasty Fantasy Football all on our website. Please go and check them out if you want them. Um, like I said, that's www.bsingsports.com. Uh, and our, our famous tagline or infamous tagline at this point in time is thanks for joining us on BSing Sports, where we do a little BS and we talk a whole lot of sports. I love that, by the way. I think that's incredible. Um, boys. Once again, check you guys out. Follow all your stuff. Uh, send my love to Timmy as well. They do have a uh, seasonal third member. We'll have to get him on here soon. That's my boy, uh, Ryan. Bill, thanks for your time. Um, as always, we'll be uh, we'll be in touch. Greatly appreciate it, boys. Thanks, right, Frank. Always- Thank you. Man, good stuff for BS and Sports. We're gonna take a little five minute uh, five minute break, and we're gonna get into our Flyers talk here. Uh, we got another special little guest, uh, Steve, from one of the journalists, uh, beat writers with FlyersInsider.com. We're going to talk a little hockey with Steve. Um, Definitely looking forward to that. So uh, stay tuned. Just take a quick short break, and then we will be right back. Thank you.
We are back with a little break, and it looks like a uh, ghost uh, clearly is in here with me. Transitioning now to our Flyers talk. Uh, super excited about this. Obviously, we're always talking a little Flyers, Flyers hockey, even when there isn't too much even going on. Uh, Flyers talk is brought to you by FlyersInsider.com. Uh, visit the website at www.flyersinsider.com. Great content, great articles. Uh, you know, check out the website, the Facebook page. Let's go Flyers. Uh, we're going to bring in actually a, a good friend. I got to know him pretty well now. We've been working side by side. He's one of the journalists, uh, beat writers for Flyers Insider. Probably one of the most hardworking writers I may have ever uh, come in contact with, man. He's, uh, he's a busy guy. He's, he does a great job over there. Um, I, I definitely couldn't be more thankful to uh, to have him uh, on the team. So let's get Steve in here immediately. Steve is a, um, like you said, he's beat writer flyersinsider.com. Let's get him in here. Steve, my man, how we doing? Thank you. Thank you for the nice compliment. Uh, I couldn't be more thankful to have you on the show. Now, is this your first podcast that you've been a part of? Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Welcome to the Frank the Tank show, and I, I couldn't be more happier to have you. Um, Thank you. Let me dive into some hockey talk. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, flowersinsider.com. Um, you know, how long have you been with them? Um, obviously, you got great content, and make sure everybody goes to check them out and make sure that you plug your social media handles. Now, how long have you been with uh, with Flyers Insider now? Um, six months. I uh, came on as like help for them because they kind of lacked writers at the time. Mm-hmm. I needed someone, and I love hockey, so I jumped on the opportunity. And how can you, how can you not? Um, is that a little cat in your in your in your hand there, Steve? Yeah, that's uh, my our daughter's cat. Actually, his name's Cass. 
I love it. I love it. Welcome to the show, little kitty cat. Um, let's let, let's uh, let's end up in my arm all the time for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let's dive into a little Flyers talk. And like I said, man, thanks for being on. Um, you yeah. do a damn good job over there. I couldn't be more happier. Um, we're just gonna touch on a couple little things here. Obviously, you know, not too much happened, but they, the Flyers did sign Zach McEwen for a one-year deal. Um, they avoid arbitration. Now they brought in a pretty tough guy. Um, and now they have Zach. I always said Zach McEwen deserved, you know, some second-line minutes. You know, he goes out there, he plays hard. Um, he never gives up on a shift. You know, how important do you think the Zach McEwen signing was? I think it was, like, really good. It was, you know, he's going to be – he's that type of player when you think of the Flyers, right, that hard worker. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even if they don't win, you always know it's going to be a battle to play the Flyers. Having guys like him, that's who you want in your lineup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he gives it all. Doesn't matter what the score is, he'll play his ass off. One hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. And you know, as they start transitioning into the new year, new season, you know, accountability is going to be big. And Zach McKeown is one of those guys that you know doesn't really have to deal with that too much because he goes out there and plays his ass off, as you said, every single shift. Um, I think it's a great signing. I'd like to see him get up there and start playing some more minutes. Uh, Samantha Lynn, uh, what's going on, Sam? Sam's with um, – well, she's got a bunch of things going on. She writes for FlyersDiddyGreedy.com, uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms uh, beat writer. Big Mac is great. He serves a purpose. He goes out every night with the I'm here to work mindset. Perfectly said. Um, also want to do a little special shout-out to Sam as she just uh, completed her 100th article with FlyersDiddyGreedy.com. Um, hey, right. Yeah, when I had first met Sam, um, I knew that, you know – she she had the potential to uh, be a great writer, especially with her knowledge and a good fan with the Phantoms. So just want to give a little congratulations to Sam on her hundredth article and go check her stuff out on uh, flyersintegrity.com. And she's a couple couple podcasts too that she can also plug if she likes to. Uh, congrats mm-hmm. again, Sam. But big big move here. Um, happy about it. You're seeing a lot of them the signings for players that you know, are going to stay. They're adding that depth. They're keeping holding on that depth. We saw the Morgan Frost move, which, you know, obviously going to have question marks. Zach McEwen. Um, it's not like they went out and got the big names as expected, and not expected, but also what was said. Uh, I still look at this this fan base as being let down, and I'll stay percent But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, a lot of question marks are still, like I said, the best move I think might have been the coach in this one. And without getting that elite player, you know, that brings us to our next topic, and that's who has the scoring this season. Cam Atkinson obviously is going to put pucks in the net, but other than Cam, you know, who's going to be the scorer? Who's going to step up? You're like you're seeing question marks with Travis Connecting. You're seeing you know question marks with Kevin Hayes. These guys that you know are, like are going to be supposed to be putting the puck in the net. Sean Couturier comes back, but you know he's having some health issues. Like how long can he stay in the lineup for? Um, exactly. Try and give me a player here, Steve. If you don't, you know, who you think is going to be the guy to put the puck in the net other than Cam Atkinson? Well, that's, yeah, that's really tough to say right now. He is mainly their top guy. I mean, Dan Dreams, like, can do it. He did it in Toronto, but. Garbage goals. Garbage goals. He's in front of the net. I want him, you know, I, 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 he can't put the puck in the net, but he's for what he's paid, you know, we to sit in front of the net and score, I want to see that elite sniper. I want to see that guy, and that's why I'm big. I'm really high on Tyson Forrester 
um, because you know he has the potential to be that sniper, to be that big goal scorer. And he's you know had some health issues, and he's actually I wrote an article with FlyersInsider.com about you know the the danger of him going to the to the uh, to for Team Canada, the World Junior Championship, because of his inability to stay healthy. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, it's concerning because you want him to get on the ice. And it's extremely important. Another comment from Sam. I spoke with Lappy the other night. He recognizes the mistakes he made last year. He knows what has to be worked on this season. And season, what were weak points last year with Lee High? Um, uh, if you don't mind, uh, what, what player were we referring to? Because I know we had transitioned uh, into a couple of them. But, oh, I probably talk about Morgan. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really know who's going to do it and open it up to the obviously the uh, you know our we're live right now at the Let's Go Flyers Facebook page. So we have a great fan. I think Tony D'Angelo is going to surprise a lot of people. I mean, he's going to play incredible defense. He, he puck move the defenseman. You know who I think is going to surprise people? Here's my hot take right now: Cam York is going to have double digit goals. I have him at least probably having about thirteen to fifteen goals this season. Big year for Cam York. I've been high on him right. for a long time. So definitely hey, look definitely out. Definitely could use it. That's for sure. Oh, Cam York, man, that's 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 my guy. That's my guy. Um, you know, it's concerning because they didn't go out and get the scoring that they needed. I, I really don't know what's going to happen. You have four years with, with with John Tortorella. Clearly, they're not looking to push and contend right now, but it's it's concerning. Go ahead, Steve. Do you think because uh, Goudreau doesn't come here that uh, Fletcher's job is on the line? You know, it's funny you mention that because you had an incredible article that came out a little bit ago. I'm um, sure you guys checked that out um, on FlyersInsider.com. And you mentioned, you know, is he on the hot seat if the Flyers don't, you know, do anything? Like if they finish bottom five, bottom ten again, 100% absolutely he needs to be fired. I think if they start off bad in the first half, maybe even less half of the season, he's gone. He is officially on the hot seat. And, you know, definitely read the article that Steve came out with because it has a lot of good content in it about that exactly. Um, you know, diving in now into our, our last little Flyers talk here. And uh, once again, Steve, thanks for uh, for coming on, my brother, and bringing the little kitty cat. The, opening, the potential opening lineup. Now, I wrote a little bit about this. Um, I saw a tweet, and, I, it, you know, I'm not really sure. And like I said, fan base, once again, I'd love to hear what you have to say. You know, Kutz is going to be the center. You know, I just don't know where you're going to get a lot of the scoring. I'm just not sure what the lineup's going to look like. Um, it's it, it's concerning just because, you know, you have second line probably JVR, Hayes, and Lawton. First line, um, Couturier, TK, and actually I, I potentially a fill in there with somebody. Hopefully somebody can get ready to rock and roll and get up here. Um I like to see Zach McEwen play those upper minutes on another line because of what he could do. You go in, do the four check, get him to bang against the glass, and and get a free puck and make a play. He reminds me of a much more skilled Zach Ronaldo. Zach Ronaldo was an incredibly tough guy, just like Zach is. But I think Zach McEwen might be a little bit more talented in the hockey aspect of it because his ability to score and his ability to make plays. Um, that's a guy you want on like your second line, really. Um, even third line. I mean, he's playing on the fourth line once again, I believe, this year. I just don't understand it, and I definitely want to hear from the fan base. I might even have to write. I might have to write a little something about that and Zach McEwen's role. I would say, um, nobody went to arbitration. Like it's just, I don't know, man. They're not the players here that actually are worth it. They're not giving them their worth, and it's it's very unfortunate. Um, 
It, it really is. Plus, McEwen won't get suspended as much as Ronaldo did. He was a good player, but he took a lot of bad suspensions. Well, remember Steve Downey? Remember Steve Downey? Remember he like a couple years ago? He was always suspended. Remember when he, the preseason game? He like, left behind the net and cracked that guy <laughs> in the preseason. Man, uh, not a good thing. But yeah, we're gonna transition out. You know, just want to do a little Flyers talk with Steve. Uh, Steve, why don't you plug your handles? I know you're on Twitter. I know you got a couple other things going on. Uh, why don't you talk to us and let the fans know where they can follow you? Well, I'm. Uh, I like I said, I write for you under Flyers Insider. I do Hawks Insider. Was for the Chicago Blackhawks, House of Hockey, <laughs> and uh, Blades of Steel. I love that, man. I love it. You have great stuff. Steve, keep up the hard work. Uh, we'll, I'll be talking to you a little bit later on. Uh, once again, Steve, uh, FlowersInsider.com beat writer, uh, one of the best around and one of, probably one of the most hardworking guys I've had ever had the opportunity to uh, to come in contact with. Steve, once again, thanks for, thanks for jumping on the front. Thanks, show, my friend. You too, man. Thanks. Uh, all right, uh, Steve. Good guy right there. Um, yeah, well, you know, we're transitioning down to the end of the show. We do have a little special announcement, though. Super pumped up for this, okay? We got a little special Eagles announcement. Um, tomorrow, Sunday, is uh, open training camp. And, you know, anybody that's down there, be sure to stay tuned because the Frank the Tank show will be live from training camp tomorrow night. Lincoln Financial Field. Come on by. We will be down there uh, doing a show, going over what we see in training camp. Love to check out some of the, you know, talk to some of the people that, uh, you know, listen in. Um, so I'll post more information about that. Just want to break that little news. Uh, training camp tomorrow night, Lincoln Financial Field will be there. Uh, I will be inside as well, but we'll be doing a live show uh, probably before and after as well. That's going to wrap it up for the Frank the Tank Show here. I just got two more comments. I just want to say hello. Um, oh, well, of course, I can't forget this one. Smith, Lynn, Wade Allison, definitely in the lineup. And Tyler. Yeah, Wade Allison's a guy that, you know, another one like I've always mentioned about and talked about him and Cam. Um, need Wade Allison to get up here. Once again, the injuries. Um, you know, we were actually, Smith, I think you and I, me, you, and and um, Dana were there when this happened. Uh when Wade Allison got hurt, and then he just never was able to really make it back. Um, another injury, obviously. But, you know, we'll see. I definitely want him up here. He's another guy that can probably play second, third, a lot of minutes. But Zach definitely has earned it over him due to just, you know, load management as well. Um, Dr. Tank, uh, appreciate you checking in. Thank you so much there. Um, yeah, we're going to transition out. And um, so stay tuned for that tomorrow. Uh, super pumped up. Um, please, you know, Unity Podcast Network, follow us on the YouTube channel. Uh, check out our website as well, and you know follow the Frank the Tank page on Twitter and, of course, Facebook. That's going to do it for this edition of the Frank the Tank Show. Hot takes and cupcakes are always being served. Uh, everybody have a good one.